again for us now. What uh, what do you got there, Cowboy? What? Uh, how is it going to work? So the guy says... I'm only doing it because we're fact-based. No, okay. I was I was somewhat taken with the story, I think it was late or early last week, about the young gal in Iran who claimed she had 50 plastic surgeries oh, yeah. to more closely resemble Angelina Jolie. Yes. And for my money, it just simply ruined her life. It did not work. But what, what intrigued me more was that I thought Iran did not have the capacity for this kind of luxury. Right. Where where some gal could go in and get 50 surgeries. Well, it turns out it's all a fake. She oh. didn't she didn't have she does it all with makeup. Yeah. So she is uh, she is able to grotesquely make herself up into what she and she's a very attractive gal, so she's a complete fool. Uh, I don't know why she's making herself look much worse. Sahar Tabar. And she puts this makeup on and looks like a grotesque zombie. Yeah. And she thinks that makes her look like Angelina Jolie. But Uh, I just wanted to say uh, she didn't have the, uh, she didn't have the surgery. So then you're, you're okay. All your instincts were correct then. Mm -hmm. I mean, 50 surgeries, you know, in an Iranian hospital. I guess. Come on. Okay, this uh, Mary Devine of the St. Paul paper pointed this out to me today. Okay. Under the category of, what are the odds? What are the odds? How what could are this the happen? odds? How could this happen? Did you read about the uh, Channel 5 reporter who had uh, his leg amputated? Uh, yes. Chris, Chris Eggert. Eggert. Yeah. Chris Eggert. Yes. And apparently it stems from what? Many injuries over the years and... Uh, just kind of uh, twisted we, ankles and what have we'd you. We see him wheeling around too. He had it in that uh, in the cart because he had had it worked on. So he, they were trying to alleviate the pressure from him walking around on it. Well, he had uh, his left foot and part of his leg amputated Monday, mm-hmm. and he's uh, well on the way to recovery apparently. And uh, he's been with KSTP since 2012, uh, but obviously he's now on medical leave. So he's to be. No, he was a former uh, TCL guy and now uh, anchor uh, Mm -hmm. downstairs. He's a good guy, good family man. Okay. What are the odds that I think it was the same day the. uh, Was it the Channel 9 reporter? Yeah, she was in a boat accident. Uh, That was a long time ago. Courtney Godfrey? Wasn't it? Her accident was over the summer. Uh. Well, she lost her lower leg following a boating accident September 15th. Oh, September, okay. Uh, yeah, this didn't happen the same day. No, it was, it was because I remember the story so what, that was what, done on Divine her. is feeding me bum information. Well, no, the, Maybe both she, of well, those no, happened. But they did, but what are the odds it would have been the same day? But the odds are still pretty strange or strong or long. I guess long was the word I wanted. The mm-hmm. two reporters. The two yeah. local television reporters both have had amputations within a span of three months. Yeah, that is odd. Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. Apparently the gal, Courtney Godfrey, she was in a, uh, what, the prop got her? Uh, she was uh, ski bo- uh, water skiing on Christmas Lake, and the uh, boat's propeller got her left foot. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, and she's uh, she's on her way to uh, recovery. And uh, so now you have two local television reporters who have lost uh, limbs. Well, and 
You know, it's not the end of the world. You have to remember that, too. The, the old man, uh, he gets along, and uh, no problem. Johnny Creasel, the former what old, vet. What old man? Double amputee. What, what, you're talking about your father? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said having a, having a prosthetic or losing a leg is not the end of the world. It's, it'll be scary before you have the operation, but uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff you can really not ruin your life. What do you got? What got the horn? Scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, sc- okay. Yeah, you're not allowed to use it. Everything's scary. Really, yeah, spooky. Is yeah. that a rook foghorn or is that a jet? No, just, just in general. Scary gets it. That's what I, rook okay. just happened to have used it. Got it. Because uh, really, it's not scary. You're right. Technically, that is not scary. It might give you some, you know, you might be a little nervous about losing your leg, but it's not scary. Well, it, it can be off-putting. My dad was very nervous. Well, I would join him. <laughs> and he talked to a double amputee and said, I'm still living life, and that put him at ease. Well, doesn't your dad have a uh, leg? Yeah. He can get around. I uh, I was at a function. Yes. Um, I was at Pool and Yacht, one of the greatest uh, places ever in St. Paul and Lilydale, and I was calling bingo when for the turkey this? trot. Uh, That's before Thanksgiving. Oh, this just this year? Yeah, just, just several weeks ago. <laughs> and my dad's surgeon was there mm-hmm. and uh he came over to say hello and then he went back sat down and had and was playing bingo and i said hey it was pretty funny i said the good doc's got a great special really good special up until christmas all legs are going to be half off oh yeah and that was uh that's pretty funny isn't it? <laughs> he was is that, next... is that amputee uh, humor yeah it is it's it's very good amputee humor that's very, very... <laughs> see all legs are going to be half off ah. he's not a very good doctor because he told my dad that don't worry, the leg's going to grow back, and it never has. Have you? Well, of course not. No. Have you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you worked your shift yet at the tree lot? I have not yet. Of course, it's early, isn't it? Well, yeah, but nativity. Well, they, Monday's two weeks. Monday is two weeks. Yeah, they and people, you know, they it's this crunch is their busy time. time. Yeah. I, what we really should we should all go over there you know, one night for you, a shift. You know what I read, and I don't know if I'm going to take it to heart or not. Tell me. I read that when you bring a tree into your house. You're bringing in twenty six thousand insects. Yes, I don't buy it. Uh, where? Okay, I'm where not are buying they? It. Let, let me look. Well, I'm not buying. Wait a minute, it. I'm not buying it because the tree has been outside. Yeah, in the cold. In the cold, which right. would kill any bug. Yeah, well, absolutely. it was in one of the British tabloids. Well, I'm uh, sure they're Britain, trying to. Yeah, yeah. They're probably alive. Twenty six thousand. No way, I don't buy it. What's the? Is that the one that's by Riverview Theater? What the the tree lot that the you're speaking? Tree of? lots on Wellesley no, and Fairview. It's in St. Paul. Because I drive when I have, you know when I can't take the freeway mess on yeah. my way home, I'll take I'll go down by the Riverview Theater and then hook on the Crosstown. And go no, that there's way. another charming lot. I'm sure it's close really to cool. The yeah, they've got like the the loop. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's really cool. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Check this, Check this out. out. Here it we down. go. You're gonna break it. You mean down. how do you get from here? Yep. To the Riverview, which is about 38th Street. Uh, you you take uh, Mississippi River Boulevard. So yeah. instead of getting on ninety four two eighty, so you cross uh, you cross the river on what Franklin on what is that Franklin Yeah, yeah, over to forty second. Yeah, hook a left on forty second. Yeah, this Boom. is quite a make a move. Well, it, it, honestly, like last night that that was my route home because it was going to take me an hour and a half. Okay, then how do you freeway. get to Crosstown from the Riverview Theater? You go, you which keep, is buried in the middle of urban America. You keep heading south. On uh, whatever street that, that is, would, 42nd? On 42nd, sure. you hook a right, you stop by elevated, yeah, and yeah. then you get on uh, 55, boom. Oh, I got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Paul 
a, a gentleman, Paul, is on the the line. I think he's got something very pressing. Yes, uh, caller. I've got more amputee humor. Excellent. That's what we're looking <laughs> That's for. What we Lines need. are open now. Right. Call us now. Watch the lane now. <laughs> I once worked with an attractive young lady, mm-hmm. and we were at a meeting in Los Angeles, and the whole group of us went to the beach. Yep. And uh, this young lady uh, only had one arm. She had lost one of her arms in a car accident. Right. Oh, Trent. Is this a true story? Not too funny so far, yeah. Is this a true Isn't story? It, it, very true story, swear to God. Mm-hmm. So it comes time to leave, and we get on the corporate bus to go back to the hotel, and and we had all put our clothing in bags and stuff, and she's behind me, and I'm not paying attention. She says, hey, will you grab my bag? Yeah. I said, uh, yeah, sure. Which, which one is it? She said, it's the one with the arm in it. It's hard to miss. <laughs> wow. <laughs> true, true wow. story. Was the, arm, humor. was the arm sticking out of the bag hand up yeah. or stump up? Uh, I think it was stump up. Oh, that would be. But yeah, it, right. was still, it was still an obvious big fake plastic arm that, yeah. you know, right yeah. there. It's right, you can't right miss there it. with the arm. You can't miss no, it. That's an icebreaker. Give me the bag oh. with the arm in it. Yeah. Could you make like the <laughs> Christmas story lamp out yeah. of that one? Yeah, yeah. right. Right, thanks. Thanks, caller. Well, I'll tell it really quickly again. Yeah. Rook goes into the industry, and he has the test run. This was the the machine was brand new. I, I hadn't he just been... got the wax hand machine, and he calls a bunch of people. Come on over. We're going to make your hand. I want to see if it works. Try and, logistics. And uh, I don't know the guy personally, but there's a guy where I go to church who's got the prosthetic uh, arm. Yeah. Uh, and I, as I think back, I, I'd give... Much of what I own, mm-hmm. uh, had I known him, <laughs> to say, could you uh, could you come over with us? And when you stick your hand in the wax, leave it in there and pull it out and see, and just to terrify the uh, children. I, just I to would, see what I, the I, I don't know. Happened. I don't even know if I can put a monetary <laughs> amount. On what no, I would I think have given for that. I might have even contributed. Oh. If I had any money, I would have contributed. It, wouldn't that have been hilarious? Now, that would be a prank. I'll that would be a prank. The That's hand. a prank. Yeah. Right. What happened? Where's my hand? Oh, it's in the right. wax. And there would be no more <laughs> kids would be practicing that you, night. That would have just, oh, oh, that would have been priceless. <laughs> just a minute. I'm going to hit this here button go. right here. with amputee stories. What? Yeah. Ron. Yes. Go ahead, please. Yeah, Joe, I was at a meeting where a soldier from Iraq was talking about his experience, and he had lost a leg and part of an arm, but he wasn't ashamed of it, and he always wore shorts when he went out uh, at the beach swimming back here. Yeah. And one day he was out walking, and a guy came up to him and looked at him and said, Oh, I see you have lost your leg. And the soldier said, no, I didn't lose it. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> All right, thank you. Oh. Yeah. What is What line is that? Uh, Two. Dosakis. What's his name? Uh, Rick. Bill? 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 Yes. Go Hello, ahead. Joe. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for taking my call. Say, I'm just a little amputee humor. Um... My mother had a toe on each of her foot, each of her feet removed recently. And my eight-year-old niece was looking at her feet and asked her what happened. And my mother looked at her and told her that it was the little piggy that went to the market. Okay, thank you.
That's some good call screening there, Larry. It was timely, I thought, and uh, you know, kind of fitting with the conversation. And you, you did when you were I'm talking not to Paul. Anymore, uh, when you talked to Paul in the previous uh, segment, you said taking your amputee calls now. There's one no, left. I'm Just not take one, it. one silly call. Who is it, Rick? Rick. A gentleman walked into a bar. This is down south, and uh, he uh, he he has a. Uh, a prosthetic leg. And Are you it, from the South? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I am. And as he walks, approaches the bar, the bartender sees that he has a uh, prosthetic leg. Mm-hmm. And he says, Sir, uh, we would like to buy you a drink. Your first drink is on the house. Uh, we are sorry that you have lost your leg. And Where are you listening to us? I'm online. I'm down in Harlingen. Harlingen? Down by South Padre. All right. And, uh, I'm a snowbird. All right. I, I come up to the cities. In fact, uh, I was up there for one hell of a. Uh, we had there was a rodeo up there, wasn't there in uh, New Richmond? I think so. Yeah, uh, good times. Good mm-hmm. times. Anyway, uh, he's so, going to offer the first drink to the amputee. Offer the first drink to this gentleman. He says, "I'm sorry about your leg, and uh, I'd like to buy you a drink." And the man says, uh, "Well, uh, that's that'd be mighty fine. Uh, could you do me a favor and just help me take this leg off?" Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right next to you on the chair. The bartender thinks that's just kind of a different thing to ask. And, uh, I wonder why you would want to take your leg off. And the guy says, "Well, I just like to get a leg up." Uh, hello. Uh, is it is that the end of it? Uh, yes. See, because he uh, he wants to get a leg up. And uh, uh, I, I suppose it could be more. Well, they, they shared a drink, and the, the man had a whiskey, and he uh, he put his leg back down. He walked out. But I I thought it was funny when he said, you know, it's not funny when he leaves and there's no no humor. It's the unexpected. He says, "Please help me take the leg off. I would like to get a leg up." Now most people that have two feet always want to get a leg up. Now, maybe you don't understand the humor. I don't know if uh, I know you. I've listened to you for years, and you seem to have a halfway decent sense of humor. You do that uh, joke about the timing, and that uh, I understand. That's that's mighty funny, but I, I don't I don't understand why the silent treatment uh, for my. You have the man walks into the bar with this. I got it. I got $6. it. Six uh, dollars. You have. Um, you you drink like this if you had what yes, I had. Yes. Uh, now that's humor. That's and right. I don't. I think this one was just as funny. Uh-huh. I just need to get a leg up. Thank you. I'll. Uh, I'll keep listening, but I think you should uh, rethink your humor. All right. Thank you. And then get a scan for that dummy that's working across the glass over there, too. He didn't laugh either. Rick, thank you. Thanks, Rick. No, you're no, I'm Rick. Rick. No. <laughs> I'm, no, my, sir, my name is Rick. You are Joe. That's right. You're yes, Rick. Sir. Thank you, sir. Yep. yep. Good. Yep. I will agree. Do not take any more we should quit amputee. No, uh, we, what we, makes we you think we're way ahead? back. <laughs> You know, on a hockey team, there's a plus and minus. Yep, we're that's, all about minus. That's eight like a right minus now. two yeah, right there. Bad, just on that. Call. This is a bad shift. Wow. Yeah. Get off the ice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think you need. To, sometimes just you need to know when to get off the ice. Wow. Yeah. So to get a leg, like up. To get a leg uh, up. I don't even think that that joke is funny. No, either do I. But I was chastised for not laughing uproariously. Yeah, I, I I didn't come to your defense, but it's I don't think it's funny either. I noted that you didn't come to my. No, well, no, of I was. You, you but were. I was waiting for the punchline. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> We're done, folks. All no, right, no, they're still go. calling in. No. 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 No, I don't. It's probably Rick calling back. I don't do. Uh, what city was that near South Padre? Harlan Gin. Harlan Gin. Harlan Gin. It's a. Uh, that's where all the old timers take off and go on vacation. You know of it? I got a buddy that told me. Uh huh. Where do you fly to? Right into Houston? IFP, International Fun Place. <laughs> you fly. No, not in Houston. You fly right into Harlingen, right there. It's right There's by no South Padre. Airport in Harlingen. It's there. It's close enough. Flying to IFP. I got the cold that you had. Well, it certainly wasn't from hugging you. I know that. No, there's going to be no hugging. No. no. You better see what that is, director of social media. It'll be another one. If they're, Put uh, them through. If their amputee jokes, we're not, we're not entertaining them by any stretch of the imagination. Do any local teams play tonight? Laughlin is where that is. Laughlin Bullhead that's International Nevada, Airport. Nevada. Yeah, and then they, uh, they get over there. Well, you said Texas. What did I say? Or Harlingen? the caller said Texas. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll have to look up and see. Yes. May I say that we'll return shortly? Maybe. Is it that time already? Yeah. No, no, that's Okay. All right. As is our custom, John. Yeah. A woman was searching for the perfect man. She decided to place an ad in the paper. Many men answered the ad, but for one reason or another, she was still alone. Sadly, she decided to give up her search, pull the ad. Just then, the doorbell rang upon answering. She sees a man in a wheelchair. He had no arms or legs. And he picked up a hammer and saw. She picked. Uh, she asked him and said, can I help you? He says, yes, I'm here to answer your ad. I'm sorry. I don't think you're right for me, she replied. He says, well, I have all of your qualifications. I don't have arms, so I can't beat you. I have no legs, so I can't run around behind your back. And mostly, I'm an attractive, loving man looking for someone to love and share my life with. These are the traits you were looking for, right? Well, yes, they Very are. Touching. You seem to be a sweet man, but there's something I need that I couldn't write in the ad, and I don't think you can fulfill it. The man quickly responds with, what is it? I'm sure I possess the quality. Well, she says, I need a man who can fulfill me sexually. I don't see how you can. I'm I'm very sorry. With a smile on his I'm face, getting nervous he now. quickly responds, How do you think I rang the doorbell? <laughs> they lived happily ever after. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yes. So they lived happily ever after. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Huh. That's pretty good. (laughs) 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 Yeah. They live happily ever after. How do you think I ring the doorbell? Take it easy, Chris. Take it easy. All right, then. I just don't know what's happened today. Uh, It's, you know. You know? What are you going to do? Take it away. Thanks, Joe. It's sunny and 17 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company. I bet he banged. I bet he put his forehead on the door. Careful. You think so? (laughs) You can do that? Yes, I didn't mean that. Okay. Um, Duluth Trading Company proudly sponsoring this newscast. (laughs) Hello? Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Friendly Bloomington and downtown Duluth. Okay. Yeah. Timberwolves bounce back with a 113-107 win over the Clippers last night. Why don't they do that every night? Up next for the Timberwolves, they open a five-game homestand Sunday night. I hate the inconsistency in that league. In the NBA. I mean, sometimes they play. 
Sometimes they don't. You don't like runs either. You think if they can do the runs, they should just play like Every that night. all the time. Yep. Did Towns have the double-double? Uh, he had 23 and 11, I think. Isn't that a double-double? Yes. Well, that would be well why doesn't he do that every night? <laughs> he tries. He, 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 he can, can do, do it. it. Yeah. He, he can get him. Uh, one NFL note, uh, Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier has undergone surgery now as he continues treatment for that serious spinal cord injury he suffered Monday night. He had the surgery last evening. The statement said University of Pittsburgh Medical Center neurosurgeons and the Steelers team physician uh, performed spinal stabilization surgery on Ryan Shazier to address the injury. He was taken off the field on a stretcher, brought to a Cincinnati hospital. He was transferred to a Pittsburgh hospital before last night's surgery. Well, we know nothing in terms of his mobility. That's correct. The Steelers have released no information about whether he has movement in his legs or whether he's expected to make a recovery. News notes from today. Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton says he has not decided who he'll appoint to fill Senator Al Franken's seat ahead of an election next year. Franken said today he would step down in the coming weeks after allegations of improper behavior with several women. Dayton says he expects to make and announce his decision in the next couple of days. The temporary appointee will serve until an election next November decides who will complete the remainder of Franken's term through 2020. St. Paul residents told city council members last night what they think of a proposed property tax hike that could go as high as 24% for some homeowners. At the council's last public hearing before voting on the city budget next week, several residents warned council members they might be forced to leave St. Paul if the city continues increasing the city's portion of their property taxes each 24%? year. 24%? 24%, yeah. City is rolling its street maintenance fee into the property tax beginning next year. That's one of the reasons the property tax bill is going up. Another reason? Property values are rising, according to city officials. That usually is followed by a tax hike to reflect the appreciation of the property. Council members reminded the public they won't have to pay street maintenance fees separately in 2018, and they should take that into consideration when figuring out how much the city portion of their property tax bill actually went up. City's portion of the property tax bill is about 27%, with the remainder coming from state, county, and school district taxes. Someday, the people closest to the country's tallest buildings will wake up, but I'm afraid it might be too late. The St. Paul City Council will vote on the proposed tax hike next Wednesday. Mitt Romney's allies lashing out at former White House strategist Steve Bannon a day after he said at an Alabama rally that Romney and his family hid behind their Mormon religion to avoid military service. Senator Orrin Hatch and other prominent Utah Republicans criticized Bannon for comments they said amounted to an ill-informed attack on the Mormon faith. Romney received a draft deferment from the Vietnam War while doing missionary work, which the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints strongly encourage young men to do. The dispute tied to the nest of politics entangling the Utah and Alabama Senate seats and the bigger GOP problems. 83-year-old Hatch believed to be considering retirement, and Romney, former Massachusetts governor who now lives in Utah, is eyeing a run that makes him a target for Bannon. Romney fiercely criticized Donald Trump, of course, during the 2016 campaign and recently denounced Bannon's preferred candidate in the Alabama Senate race. Romney said Monday that electing GOP candidate Roy Moore, who's accused of having sex with two girls decades ago when he was a deputy district attorney in his 30s, would be a stain on the GOP and the nation. A stunning jewel. Yes, it would be. A stunning jewel-encrusted medal, owned and worn by George Washington, has gone on display at the Museum of the American Revolution in Philadelphia. The exhibit marks only the fourth time that this priceless medal has ever been publicly displayed in the United States. It's called the Diamond Eagle Medal. It's the badge of office of the President General of the Society of Cincinnati, which was founded by Continental Army officers at the end of the Revolutionary War. 
The society takes its name from Cincinnatus. He was the general credited with saving the Roman Republic. I did not know that, John. I did not either until I had this story. I think Cincinnatus. I, I wrote, I read the uh, his autobiography, I Am Cincinnatus. Very compelling uh, book where he talks about his Never heard conquests. Of nope. They call, or was they call me Cincinnatus. Mm-hmm. Call me now. <laughs> Why don't you be quiet now? You know it's Thursday, Rook, not Friday yet, right? Just checking. Oh, that's right. It is Thursday. That's right. Yep. Commissioned by officers of the French Navy, the gold and silver medal is embedded with almost 200 diamonds, rubies, and emeralds. Yeah. A diamond eagle was presented to Washington in May 1784 Woo! at Philadelphia's City Tavern near the current Museum of the American Revolution. Where it been? Really? Where has it been? Oh, I oh, thought where you said where, been? I've, where I've been. I'm like, you've I, been to no, Philadelphia. No, that's what I where thought you said, been? too. Uh, it uh, hasn't been on display. They keep it hidden away for some reason. Oh. Uh, the priceless. What is it then? This is only the fourth time in how many years would that be? Two hundred and long time. Fifty. Yeah. Almost. Well, not two. Two forty. I guess this is only the fourth time you'll be able to see it. The priceless metal, surrounded by tight security at the museum, which is using a specially designed case to display it next to its Washington's War Tent Theater. The metal on display until March third, twenty eighteen. You know, back to the guy that had to ring the doorbell, Rook, in your story. Yeah. Um, I sure would hate to be in, like, an office building next to him when he had to, you know, take an elevator. Boy, yeah, that would be, uh, what floor? <laughs> Hopefully it's a low one. He'd say, I'm going to the top. <laughs> Watch this. Maybe Hold my beer. Yep. Hold my yep. beer. Yep. How do you think it rang the doorbell? All right, Chris. I know. It's not that fun. I thought it was pretty good. It's not bad, but... It's better than the leg up joke. That guy yeah, was... That, that guy was terrible. That, that was not the funny. Mark. That I think was, that yeah. guy might have made that one up on the fly. Yeah, I think so? Yeah. Well, it did, did make me think of that song, so that was good. Maybe an explanation for some of the loud booms being heard all around the world. Never heard them. I always miss this stuff. The loud and unexplained sounds have been heard dozens of tr- uh, times across the country, from New Jersey to Colorado, uh, for months. Well, in mid-November, shocked residents in Alabama left so alarmed by the noise, they even called the cops to investigate. They dubbed it the Bama Boom, saying it was so powerful it actually shook houses and left windows rattling. NASA at the time and the U.S. Geological Survey said they had no idea what was causing the booms, but now it's thought supersonic aircraft are most likely responsible after more booms were heard this week in Texas. After a number of loud explosions, a Fort Hood spokesman confirmed live fire exercises and B-1 Lancer bombers were responsible. U.S. Air Force has not confirmed or denied whether its jets were responsible on previous occasions, but occurrences of the booms seem to match up with days military exercises were taking place. A boom heard on May 7th in Florida was only later confirmed to be caused by supersonic flight testing. U.S. Air Force revealed the secret military mission that ended at Kennedy Space Center was the cause of the sound. Those booms have also been heard in other parts of the world, as we have heard recently, including in Europe and in the Middle East. Well, John, thank you. You bet. Is that Jack White? Blow it up. Are you listening to the words? Yeah, I've been thinking about my doorbell. Thinking about the <laughs> a white stripes, my doorbell. You don't like this tune? No. Oh. Well, it's not really. A, I just I tied it in with waiting. the doorbell. That's okay. You have a sponsor. I do. Robert W. Baird and Company sponsors this award-winning broadcast. 
Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. It's 17. I'm sorry, Dave, that you have to deal no, with this. We're children. not sorry. Hey, uh, we're, it's, it's all right. I'm enjoying he it, He deals Joe. with us off the air. I have a big smile on my face. Mm-hmm. 17. I don't. 17, right? Well, you're the important one. That's right. 17. A lot of good that does. Right. <laughs> we might get up to 20 if we struggle here, but I don't think we're going to quite make it. Wind chills now at three above. The average high for this time of the year is 30. Not getting close to that. Uh, tonight's low, though, only dropping down to 15, so just a couple of degrees with cloudy skies. Some flurries developing after about 8 or 9 p.m. tonight. Light snow and flurries tomorrow, especially favoring the latter part of the day, and that could accumulate an inch or so here in eastern Minnesota. A little bit more as you head into western Wisconsin, 2 to 3 inches over there. 27 for the warmer high tomorrow, and then on Saturday, mm. 30. Or 20 for the high, I'm sorry. Oh, you got me really going there, Dave. Yeah, I'm sorry. It drops to 20 for a high because after that snow moves through, that little Alberta clipper that comes through on Friday, it usually gives us a little shot of cold air. So 20 for Saturday, but then up to 32 on Sunday. With that warmer air, some more light snow on the way. Sunday night into Monday could be a couple of inches of accumulation, but it goes back down 20 for the high by Tuesday. Again, today, Joe, we're struggling to get maybe up a couple more degrees. Right now we're at 17 with wind chill of 3, and I have the records for the day. Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th. 54 on this date. 54. In 1939. In 1939, they had a bit of a warm stretch there in 39. Yes, and 20 below. 20 below. In 1972. I remember that. In 1972. Thank you. Thanks. These fires in L.A. certainly don't distinguish between the haves and the have-nots, do no, they? No, no. They're wiping everybody out. You know, I've been through that area many times. I've been there many times. I've been there many times. As recently as less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not if your house is going to burn down when you're located in those hills. It's when. So... You really want to have to live there. Yeah, you're obviously the rich people who live there. They're seeking privacy and right, and they they also Exclusive. get ex- extraordinary views uh, on one side. You're looking at the valley to the north. On the other side, you're looking at downtown Los Angeles, uh, and from some from some spots, you can see the older the ocean. But w- let's say your house survives mm-hmm. and you live in Bel Air. Uh, you're surrounded by charred ruins. Uh, the vegetation is right. charred. Your your neighbors' homes are gone. Uh, that can't be very attractive. And now they're predicting hurricane force winds. And if that continues, uh, L.A. is going to continue to burn because you can't fight the fire in those kind of winds. It's, these are extraordinary fires. I'm surprised <clears throat> the news is not doing more with this. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd pay rapt attention. I'm I'm fascinated. It's a tragic uh, uh, comedy. Uh, no, that's even the wrong term. I don't know what it is, but it's extraordinary. Well, Remember other... yesterday I told you the sense when is 1961. Mm-hmm. You know, Zsa Gabor's out there in her, in her diamonds and necklace and her mink with a garden hose. It's hitting the rich people. I just saw a report this morning on Good Morning America where the only thing left of the house were the two chimneys. Well, all you see it is was, chimney it was flat. stubs. It yeah. was flat, yeah. except for the chimneys. But, I mean, once you see that area and you see these magnificent homes, these architectural marvels tucked in there, what what do these people think? It's not if, it's when. Yeah. You, there's no way out. I mean, there's a way out for a human. There's no way out to escape a fire that ravages those canyons. And it's happening so fast that you can't hire a moving truck to load up all your stuff and get out of there. There's You're, you're basically going to leave all of your stuff. One family only wanted one thing saved. Their Christmas tree. 
because mm. apparently it had a historic ornaments on it or something. Well, I can, I can understand that, but if a fire is coming to my home, uh, but you have to play the game. What do you take? You'd run around and you'd end up taking a fork and a spoon. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be organized. You wouldn't know what to take. Uh, pictures. Yeah, if you could gather them up from one location. Well, I was I have my negatives in the safe. Like well, a, a firebox, a firebox, not really a safe. Well, and now what are we worried about here? Well, what? snow plowing. All right. You're so. aware that uh, in St. Paul, uh, I'm unaware if it's been done in Minneapolis, we have the North Korean-like expanded bike lanes that are uh, defined by the uh, PVC pipe sticking out of what used to be uh, a lane for cars. Correct. Yes. Uh, you can see it on... Uh, Marshall and Fairview. You can see it on, uh, oh, help me. What's the street right over here? Pelham. Uh, Pelham. Pelham. Yeah, Pelham Boulevard. From the river almost all the way up to university. Mm -hmm. And it does look like one of those uh, photographs that you see from North Korea, <laughs> uh, where it's uh, terribly... <laughs> it's uh, the forbidden zone oh, or it's something just, like it's that. It's just yeah. dreadful. Uh, but now that makes the job of snow plowing uh, more problematic. Right. And I, I, invariably, every day, I see car tracks inside the bike lane. <laughs> if you were taking a right onto Pelham from Otis, the, the, you're almost guided right into the bike lane. Right. You have to be very alert to swing around the uh, PVC pipe sticking out of the ground and get out, get into the uh, traffic lanes. Uh, everything, everything new and different is going to be a concern, said Joe Spa a St. Paul Public Works division manager for street maintenance. Mm. He was referring to plow drivers' reactions to the city's newest bike lane on Pelham Boulevard. The lane is unique in that it's protected, with both northbound and southbound cyclists riding along the same side of the road. Cyclists are separated, uh, are separated from vehicles by white dividers. They're not dividers. They're, they're PVC pipes right. stuck in the ground. Very unsightly. Every 10 feet. Every 10 feet. North Korea. Spa said engineers actually started planning for snow removal in the design phase of the Pelham project. He has reminded snowplow drivers that as bike lanes change, their approach to, to cleaning the roads may have to change. Just had to reassure them that, you know what, there's a big plan in place, and if it's not perfect, we'll figure it out as we go. But this is just a test, Spa said. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yes, Bill Eastein from Aiken. Uh, would you like to hear, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul Filer's bosun's whistle that was at Pearl Harbor? Yes, we would. Okay, my dog might go nuts, but here we go. All right. Oh, that's fantastic. Paul do, sang, that, do that again. Paul sang for us one year. Yeah, Paul did. Yeah, and he survived Pearl Harbor. He survived Pearl Harbor, and I'm going to call his, uh, his widow today. All right, very good. Thank you. Yeah, bye. All right. Nice tribute. Mm -hmm. Remember when Paul sang for yeah. us? Yeah. When Irish eyes are smiling. Mm -hmm. uh, How long ago was that? Well, Paul's no longer with us. That was several years ago. I remember. I, well, we've played it like as a best of. I just don't rem remember how long ago that I think was. We did it. Did we do it on? Uh, it was uh, um, an anniversary? St. Patrick's Day. Did it on St. Patrick's Day. Okay. It was about six or seven years ago, and uh, it was a treat uh, because we knew of Paul's history that he had survived Pearl Harbor. That whistle's pretty cool. And. Uh, that was the Bolson's. Reminds me of Captain Von Trapp. It's uh, it's nifty that uh, maybe Billy Stein owns that now. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was maybe it was bequeathed to him. Mm -hmm. That would be a 
that would be something that would to be treasured. I would uh, I'd have it I, I would I would case it in uh, like a velvety box on a uh, chair. All right. On a chair box. Just a moment. Yep. Not a chair box. <laughs> I have a couple of sports notes. I might as well wait till uh, Patrick joins us. Yeah, don't start it now. We got sports talk. I don't believe any local teams uh, are in play today. I believe everyone's off nope. today. Your Wilds play tomorrow. Yeah, maybe Gopher women's basketball plays today. Well, we're the, fact based. I, I got the look. calendar right here. I can look. I mean, we're fact based. And, you know, that's our brand. Go for women hoop yeah. at Georgetown. All right, that's it. The Hoyas. Uh, yeah, then then why? I'm starting to get the pipes. You are starting to get the Barry White pipes. So you know, I was just reading. Really, uh, I was just reading the tips in the in the tabloids of what to do for this uh, condition. Yeah, and one of the principal ones is don't talk a lot. Well, that's a little tough when you. Uh, yeah, yeah, do you don't qualify bro. for that, bro. No, you're talking. Give me a nice little walk that ID up to the top of the hour. 17 degrees. 1500 ESPN is KSTP. St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 17 degrees. Sports is next.